Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10 a.m. on 3CR Community Radio, 855 a.m. on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again program presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization working for social change for more than 25 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're reporting back from the recent World Community Development Conference on Larakia country in Darwin, Larakia, which are Ahuar, saltwater people. Mm. I was one of its organizers, but couldn't attend. But Jennifer went, and we have been talking about some of the themes and the highlights of that conference. So, Jen, as this program was, our program is about community development, or as some prefer to call it, community work. How was the community development, community work I- issue or thing <laughs> talked about in the conference? Yeah, well, I guess, broadly speaking, it was about community members coming together to decide on where they want to go as a community, uh, deciding on their own priorities and working together for the benefit of the community and the local people. So sometimes leadership for this came from within the community itself in some of the projects that were presented, and other times the process was started from outside, uh, but with community leaders being identified and, and then leading the process or, or leading certain projects. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I have come to say, actually, to escape that thing about community development or community work, that it is about the development of community as a relational task. Where And where, you know, community development seems to continue to hint at links to progress and these kinds of things, assuming that the community is somehow left behind or mm-hmm. in a gap. Yeah, or the, or the community needs to be developed. That, that, or helped. <laughs> so rather than the need to involve the community in whatever development is supposed to be about. Yeah, so I guess that's why some people at the conference didn't like the term community development, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as it suggests an imposition from outside or above mm-hmm. by some sort of experts or people in power or people who know better. Mm. So all, all of the, I guess all of the presentations were examples of community-led approaches. Uh, for example, there were great examples of Aboriginal-led and controlled community projects like the ones supporting self-determination from the Northern Land Council in the Northern Territory, um, using funding from royalties and land rights. Mm. Did presenters and facilitators talk about how community development work should be done or how the process of development, whatever it means, is supposed to happen? Were there guidelines or advice? Mm. I guess there were quite a few um, um, ideas about how community work should be done in the presentations. So um, quite a few, actually. Firstly, there was the importance of valuing and practising and passing on culture for First Nations or Indigenous communities. Uh, This was a big theme, uh, grounding, grounding in culture for connection and belonging and knowledge and pride Mm -hmm. Uh, with quite a few first nation projects emphasizing this especially 
for passing on culture to young mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And there was certainly a lot of wonderful presentations from First Nations and Indigenous people, not just from Australia, but also Canada, Aotearoa, uh, how do I say it again? Aotearoa. Thank you, <laughs> um, which um, we commonly know as New Zealand, um, the US, Mauritius, Africa, and, and a lot of other places. Mm. And then um, I guess an, another point um, refers to colonisation. Quite a few said that community work should not or should be careful not to just reproduce mm-hmm. colonisation processes that try to impose the will of more powerful outsiders. Mm-hmm. That's a- right. And by the same token, it, it shouldn't be extractive, like taking away Indigenous culture um, or taking away cultural knowledge and art, for example, mm-hmm. using Aboriginal people and their culture while offering or bringing nothing to the community. So mm-hmm. going in and taking something away. So I guess an example would be when researchers and or academics come into a community and, and harvest Indigenous mm-hmm. knowledge and then leave uh, and get their PhDs and whatever, publications, and but the local Aboriginal people get no benefit mm-hmm. from it. So right. there was a lot of talk about community work definitely sh- mm-hmm. should not mm-hmm. at least do no harm yeah. in that way. And so um, one example of a person speaking about that was Stephanie Harvey, who's CEO of Community First Development. And she spoke, spoke about this in her presentation, which was titled Shifting Power, Decolonising Community Development. Mm. Yeah, that's about really necessary. Mm. 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 So... <clears throat> Um, jump in wherever you like, Shark. Mm-hmm. So a, a third point that came out um, across the presentations and workshops relates to learning mm-hmm. what we can learn from Indigenous wisdom and knowledge. I mean, after all, Aboriginal people have been on this continent for well over 60,000, 70,000 years, and mm-hmm. we seem to be wrecking it in a couple of hundred years. So it was highlighted how we need to learn from Indigenous knowledge and insights and wisdom for, for the way we live and organise ourselves. And and some features of Indigenous knowledge are it's holistic. So we don't compartmentalise mm-hmm. or break up the world into pieces in order to, um, addre- uh, to understand it and address issues. So it's holistic, whole person. You bring your whole, pers- whole person to whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, it's relational, and we've talked a lot about relationality, <laughs> right. starting yeah. from our first program, and 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 it's organic and flexible. Um, we're part of life processes, after all. Mm-hmm. It's um, ecological. We're part of the surrounding ecology, and we respect ecology, and it's cognizant and respectful of the natural world and people's place as part of the natural mm-hmm. world. Yeah, so. One example of that was uh, Faumuina Felalini Maria Tafunai from Aotearoa um, showed how Indigenous people can create frameworks for the work they do from drawing from their own culture rather than having artificial frameworks imposed on them by governments mm-hmm. and yeah. funding bodies. Mm-hmm. And so the Procher organisation, which is called Flying Geese Pro, that, um, has developed and uses is based on the idea of a sea journey, a traditional sea journey in a waka, or which is a type of canoe, and and looks at all the things you need to attend to in going on a long distant voyage in a waka. So they use that for 
thinking and organising mm. their projects. Mm. And um, we'll, I'll, we'll tell you a bit more about that in the future as Fal Munar was kind enough to talk with me about it on my new portable recorder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hey, hopefully hey. that all works out. So um, other Indigenous presenters um, um, were, um, there was one from New Mexico in the US and he um, they spoke about Taos Pueblo's community efforts over many multiple generations toward sovereignty and nation building and successfully fighting against colonial takeovers since the late 1400s actually. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a long time. Mm. So it's been a multi-generational commitment as I say starting way back in the late 1400s and that commitment is ongoing so they don't rest on their laurels. And one of the presenters, Sean Duran, described the model they use um, as a tree, with the tree depicting organic life rather than a static framework, as we see um, often see in our diagrams. So just imagine the trunk of the tree mm-hmm. as strategic planning and the base roots, as he described it, as our voice. Mm-hmm. Then above the trunk... The first branches are values and vision. And people don't have to take this all in, but the idea is it's a tree, it's an organic form. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, lastly, the leaves represent goals and objectives. Mm -hmm. So like leaves, the goals and objectives are not fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're it's, not fixed, yes. Yeah? It goes quite a way, quite a way better than the, the the funny little arrows we put between stages or steps or something like that. Yeah, this is much more connected and and, and self-explanatory as a moving process. Well, mm-hmm. when you see them, they yeah. make sense. Well, yeah, that's totally. what life is yeah. like. Mm-hmm. It's not to do with inputs and yeah. actions and outputs. Yeah. And but whatever. then again, we don't, we don't actually really understand how a tree itself works. So for us, those organic examples are lost as well for, for too many of us, really. Yeah. Mm. Well, we do know that leaves fall from a tree and mm. new ones grow, Jacques. That's yeah, right. That's okay. so, so the idea is that goals, they, these things can change and mm. leaves aren't concrete, mm. as Sean Duran said. So like for Falmuinard's sea journey in Awaka, the guiding model is dynamic. Mm-hmm. It can change. It's flexible and it's relatable. Mm-hmm. And then um, I could go on, but um, just briefly, Daniel Muir from Kenya explained how community development has to be anchored on mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. building on cultural roles and values and involving elders and intergenerational mm-hmm. dialogue. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, particularly they, I know they work very much on the spirituality of Ubuntu, <laughs> which means that we are not persons individually without the group of persons we are part of. We don't actually exist on our own, which we That's also right. talked about in our first mm. program on relationality. Exactly. So what other guidelines and advice was there from from the World Community Development Conference? Well, other the- other a theme that came in in how community work um, is best done um, in general, there was the importance of connections and relationships, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which we just yeah, mentioned. and the importance of relearning how to relate. As much of that capability has been lost because of our intense focus on individualism. Yes, that's right. <clears throat> so, 
That was definitely relationships mm -hmm. and relationality were important across all the projects presented mm -hmm. with that exception, mm -hmm. not only Indigenous ones. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, um, presenters from the Benawara Community Development Association Australia, they talked about their Strengthening Neighbourly Connections mm. project. And it started with listening to people and where <laughs> they are and forming relationships mm -hmm. and only later exercising flexibility in what they do together and seeing what happens, not yep. always knowing in advance, That's which right. is important, uh, rather than the usual managerial approach of you know, fixing a type of business plan and mm -hmm. having goals of what you're going to achieve in two years, mm -hmm. which really, how can the community be in control if you've got that plan That's anyway? Right. That's... So um, some of the um, actions that community decided on were bus trips and chatty Tuesdays, as they called it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, they emphasise that mm -hmm. community development can be mm -hmm. slow. Yeah, it's very different. I have that, I still remember that definition of making a plan or having a plan by a guy, by an American guy, lovely, lovely book, which said that a plan is a memory of the future. And then, <laughs> which you once and had. Then, and then you wrap reality around it. Oh, mm -hmm. that's beautiful. Yeah. And so, um, the, and of course, all these points blend together. But mm -hmm. number five for um, um, the theme about how community work is best done is the importance of localised grassroots knowledge and leadership. Mm -hmm. So just about every presentation demonstrated this. But one example that comes to mind was a project to improve mental health support in mm -hmm. regional communities mm -hmm. In Western Australia, um, the presentation was called Going the Distance, Making Mental Health Supports Work Better in Regional Communities. Mm -hmm. And we know that is a big issue in Australia yeah. as mm -hmm. well, apparently, as the US. So the presenters from the University of Western Australia had conversations with local people and found out what they that they wanted non-stigmatising, holistic drop-in places mm -hmm. To, address, you know, to yep. look after their well-being. So local people wanted places to connect with others mm -hmm. and have a sense of belonging. Um, and, and the big learning was, one big learning was that clinical care alone mm -hmm. is not enough yep. or was not enough for this community, mm -hmm. especially with the stigma of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. They're not going to walk into a psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah, I remember about that project. I worked with them about three, four years ago and we had a whole issue of the new community dedicated to their stories. That was already then a fantastic program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and it just shows the flexibility of this approach, Art, mm -hmm, of the range right. of issues that yep, uh, communities yep. identify and mm -hmm. come up with their own solutions for. Mm, yeah. That's right. So number six, we need to focus on richness, strengths and assets of communities and the people who live in them, rather mm -hmm. than um, mm -hmm. focusing on needs and deficits that, mm, you know, the, right. the, the holes in the road that need to be plugged up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so this was a big theme. Uh, communities have strength and assets, and these can be identified mm -hmm. in, in their own conversations, um, leading to ideas for action by community members themselves. That mm -hmm. was a really common theme. A great presentation from the University of Nebraska in the US illustrated this. The project they talked about was activating rural communities mm -hmm. to attract and retain newcomers mm. you know, um, to counteract the drain of people leaving the rural communities. Local people organised what they called study circles and they had guided discussions um, with community members 
choosing their own time and venues, um, you know, to do have those mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. And they discussed what are the good things, what are the assets of the community? And, and they came up with ideas to attract and retain people. Mm-hmm. And as I say, very relevant to um, rural communities here. That's right. And then um, finally, just another example on that point, Om Dungel, um, originally from Bhutan, spoke about this too. And um, I've nearly finished his wonderful new book about his journey titled Bhutan to Black Town, (laughs) which is being launched in readings next week. And in his presentation, he did say that we need to redefine refugees as people with strings, Mm -hmm. something to contribute um, and start by asking what they can yeah. do. Yeah, it's really funny that we don't think about refugees that way. The strength it takes to actually get out of, a, of, a, of often violent situations and then the trip, having to stay for years often in camps and then, and then being refused entry here. So that requires an enormous amount of strength if you think about it. Yeah, and, and, and gifts and sharing gifts mm-hmm. and he does talk about mm. what even in refugee camps they were doing that they were setting up mm. schools and teaching children that's right that's right and yeah. um and I, and I I'm happy to say I'm interviewing him on this station mm. next week so oh, good. stay tuned good 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 don't turn off your radio <laughs> so number 7 um about how community work um should be done or is best done coming from this conference Community self-empowerment, self-determination and community ownership of collective planning and action is mm. important. And particularly also becoming more precise as to what the self is to mean because we have so strongly individualised that in our culture and understanding of what the self means and particularly also what does ownership mean. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm. Um, so number eight, um, hard work by community development mm. workers and community facilitators. Pre- presenters described how their work came from the heart and they brought their whole self and passion and, and commitment to their work, mm-hmm. um, often giving up funding in many cases or giving up jobs. <laughs> mm, that's right. But, but, and, and, and they looked – and also the – uh, presenters described how they looked for this in their collaborators mm-hmm. as well, that mm-hmm. it comes from the heart. Yes. Yeah. And then um, number nine, um, process um, work with and between people. So the process of the work and the process of dialogue is important mm-hmm. and and how people learn from each other, peer mm. education, um, that they collectively make sense of what is happening, mm. talk mm. about it, analyse it in a way that means something to them mm. and, and, and have that um, c- collective planning and decision-making. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's the Freire the message, of course, exactly. against the banking model of education, also at becoming humble, humility as a necessary characteristic of the person who works with communities, problem-posing rather than problem-solving. Mm. Yeah, so I guess one person who spoke a bit about that was Peter Westerby, who's Mm -hmm. talked a lot about dialogical, Mm. as he calls it, community work, Mm -hmm. and the importance of spending a good amount of time on dialogue and building relationships Mm -hmm. at different levels of the system. And in fact, in his work with the children's hospice that he's doing, he spent the first six months listening to family stories and building relationships in the Mm -hmm. process. And that was what he did for six months, mm. 
Which brings me to the 10th theme before going to a music break about doing community work um, from the World Community Development Conference, um, that um, workers need to be cognizant of and working across whole systems and ecologies, mm -hmm. even while working at the grassroots level, mm -hmm. and we'll come back to that. Mm -hmm. So let's listen to a bit of music, quite appropriately, Saltwater People by Charlie Needs Braces. Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. Today we're reflecting on the recent World Conference on Community Development in Darwin and some of the interesting themes and presentations because Jennifer was attending and participating in that conference. So what can and should community development, community work be aiming at? Yeah, that's an interesting question, Jacques, because mm. what it's aiming at, of course, blends with the methods that it mm -hmm. uses. Exactly. But um, I, I guess, number one, communities deciding themselves what's important and mm -hmm. what's, what actions to take. So you can't go into a community and say, look, we have a goal here, mm -hmm. which sounds ridiculous, but we often, or it's mm. often done. It's a self-goal. <laughs> yeah. So in other words, community self-determination. Mm -hmm. um, and there's especially um, a lot of talk about this the importance of this for Aboriginal mm. people. Mm. Yeah, what is it that we need to hold on to for from our own culture and ways of being and relating? And what is it that we may want to examine and possibly accept as meaningful parts of possible development? Mm. Well, mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, two, so one's community self-determination. Mm. Two, broadly speaking, Social connectedness is an aim in itself, mm -hmm. um, not mm. just a method. <laughs> That's right. It, it's and not just an aim for something else. Um, it's important. Social connectedness is an aim in itself, a and also learning from each other and empowerment. Mm. Yeah. Number mm. three, again broadly, health and well-being um, is a, an aim of community work. Um, spiritual, in a holistic sense, spiritual, mental, physical, holistic. Mm health and well-being. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, but individual and collective. Yeah, but we should also note how that is a really important thing in a context where the current defunding of public health has been happening for 20, 25 years yeah. and also a lack of funding for the preventative uh, you know, the preventative approaches in health, mental health as well, addressing the determinants of health such as housing and so on. Yeah. It's actually the determinants which need to change, yeah. not just make people a Adapting yeah. to those determinants. And we thought we'd learned that from COVID, but mm-hmm. we are getting mm-hmm. cutbacks in Victoria to That's public right. health. Um, public mm-hmm. health. Um, anyway, number four, social and ecological sustainability, mm-hmm. which is essential for survival mm-hmm. and ongoing health and well-being for people, for communities and the natural world mm-hmm. that we're all part of. That's yeah. right. And what about structure? Structural change, yeah, that's right. Then we have structural change because a lot of people think mm-hmm. community work is just making people feel good, just mm. making people feel good in communities. But um, structural change is actually um, an important aim of community work. Mm-hmm. Not every project, but mm-hmm. um, it's an important aim. And so structural change, um, when I say structural change, I'm talking about changing our systems and structures mm-hmm. um, toward social equity, for example, with access, with everyone having access to quality of life and mm-hmm. opportunities for fulfilment mm-hmm. and meaningful contribution. Mm-hmm. So, Anna, there was a Anastasia Quickly spoke about this. Anastasia Quickly and Anna Clark from Scotland, um, in the closing session of the second day, um, addressing social inequity, they said is important for social change. Um, Hmm. Uh, not all, uh, especially as not all issues can be resolved within communities, though of course communities can and do work towards social change, as I said. In this closing session, some of the systemic issues raised in the conference were named, like racism, mm-hmm. colonialism and trauma. Mm-hmm. And as others pointed out, for example, Faumwina with her Sea Journey model that I just talked about, um, we need to be wary about using dominant models and mm-hmm. language mm-hmm. as the ways of thinking they um, yes. a, a, and the ways of thinking that they carry, That's and right. that we can internalise when we use them too much in our funding submissions. Mm-hmm. Um, so specifically, Anastasia said to be careful of the language of capitalism, and she invoked that famous quote: uh, "The master's tools." will not dismantle the master's house. Mm -hmm. And an example given was capacity building as a phrase. That's right. So, Jacques, I guess you'd add community engagement. (laughs) I certainly would, which is now now a competing kind of an understanding in many local councils and all of that, yeah. Yeah. And and, um, Anna Clark pointed out um, that for community work to create positive change, we need critical social analysis, Mm -hmm. action and outcomes. And both Anastasia and Anna argued that we need to use existing mechanisms for change like the United Nations. Mm. Even while imperfect, mm. it's mm. what we have. And, right. and we've definitely argued that ourselves, Shark, in mm-hmm. this program. That's right. That's right. So we're, oh, we're racing towards the end of the program. It looks like it, yep. Um, so I better, I better skip mm. to my next point six, upholding mm. human rights, mm-hmm. which I um, sort of referred to such as decent housing. Yeah, yeah but also recognising that uh, rights come with obligations in a reciprocal kind of way in communities and in societies. Mm, yeah. mm. <clears throat> there, well, there was a wonderful illustration of this, again from Scotland, Claire Mc- 
Gilvray from Making Rights Real gave a description mm-hmm. of a great community project in which public housing tenants um, were supposed to have, uh, were supported to have their housing rights addressed. Um, specifically, very serious maintenance issues like rot and mould mm-hmm. um, that had been neglected and were threatening people's health over a mm. long time. They were addressed using mm-hmm. the human rights frame and mm-hmm. lens, mm-hmm. and people invoked were supported to invoke their human rights That's as right. relevant to having their housing repaired. Mm. In the end, they got to choose um, their own kitchens, which mm. they were all chuffed about, as well as vital repairs to their housing. Oh, dear. And, oh, my gosh, we're really getting running out of time. Number seven <laughs> of AIMS, addressing of global issues with local that have local mm. faces. Mm-hmm. Yes, the global and the local and all that happens in between are... Intricately interconnected. They certainly are. Yeah. Mm. So finally, a big th- I want to say a big thanks to the conference organisers and all the presenters and people who ran workshops. Thanks especially to the Larrakia people who welcomed us onto their country and also invited us to participate in a great saltwater ceremony mm. at the end. And thanks to all the Larrakia people who shared their wisdom and knowledge at the conference and afterwards in wonderful practice mm. exchanges. Thank- and we will write up this story, the story we just now verbally committed to you in the new community in September. So we first have to thank also Radiothon uh, donators. Uh, thanks to... We uh, probably Mary, don't have time to read no, them all, unfortunately. To Mary Gubala, Chris Watson, John Kent and Elias Daikolobrianos. So... Jacques, we have half a minute. <laughs> okay. So, thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio and supporting our program. If you want to send us a message, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Our past programs are available by podcast on your favourite platform and via the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. And please continue to donate because uh, we are not yet reaching our our, uh, our target. Borderlands has, but overall we still need $75,000 Just call till the end of today and think about tax deductions. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.